The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is a wonderful day. Have you suffered from worrying about your children, wanting them not to suffer the way you did? Have you ever felt the pain your child has, is having, and had trouble not intervening when they're having those arguments with friends or they're failing at school or something? If you've ever had trouble when your children or have, or in fact, intuitively porous or sensitive like you, today is your day because we're going to discuss intuitive problems with children. In today's world, it's very common to hear about children being bullied at school, children being sensitive with allergies, infections, and worried about the world. And you, the intuitive parent, what are you going to do? Children tend to be coming home, staying longer. Do you boot them out? And by the way, you were a child once. You were nervous, sensitive. They didn't call it bullying back then, but they, you, you may have felt that you were picked on. And then, of course, you came full circle. And now you're the mother, and you have children who are just like you. What do you do? We want to talk about this child and what to do with children's problems. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind, body, medical intuition, when to boot them out, and how to come full circle from having been a sensitive child yourself and now being a mother and how to handle intuitive problems. We're taking your calls toll-free, U.S. and Canada, 816-251-3555. And from within the United States and Canada. But remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And remember, you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show with a question, the live reading every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And to help us, with intuitive problems with children is a famed intuitor 
and one of my best friends, the infamous, wonderful Laura J. Laura, are you there? We will have line, we're going to line five. Laura, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, how, yes, yes. How are you? Hey, hello. I'm well. Hey, how are you? You're in Mario, London, right? I am. We're at yes. 10 at night. I know, you poor thing. I'm sorry. I appreciate you doing this. Now, listen, the first Don't time I've known you, I have known you for over a decade, and you're amazing. The first time I met you, you were a mother. You had kids, you had kids stuff all over the living room. And I t- you know I tied my tubes when I was 36. But then you went into this room and you had a cat in a bassinet. Remember that? <laughs> yes, who had a brain tumor. Yes, oh a cat had a brain tumor in the bassinet. Like 20 years and, ago, yes. And I thought you were nuts. And I said to myself, wait a minute now. You have two cats that you named, one of which you named after the cancer institution you do research. Her name was Dina Fubar because I worked at Dana-Farber. And that's pretty off out there. But I, I was amazed at you because there, though there are some intuitives I know who have kids, the ones I know don't. My other friend, Carolyn Mace, says if she had a child, she'd lock her in the house <laughs> for 18 years because she couldn't handle it. And the reason why I've had you here today is because today's show is about intuitive problems with children. I simply don't know how you do it because your brain is very similar to me. And I know that you are very intuitively porous and sensitive and you get a lot of information. How are you able to have a wonderful son who I call Boo-Boo? He's precious. How are you able to have a son and you raised him being so intuitive? How does that, how do you handle that? Well, Boo-Boo is now 28 years old and married himself. But first of all, you don't lock your children in the house for 18 years because if you were locked in a house with them, you would have to drown them. Children are little animals and they're little intuitive beings. And so, you know, on one hand, you, you can get very entangled by their intuitive fear, their needs, their fears, their demands. But on the other hand, if you're a skilled intuitive, which by the time my son was born, I was, you can communicate with them using your own telepathy, using your own remote viewing to see when they're going to get in trouble, using your own intuitive skills, in a sense, to parent a little bit more remotely than the everyday parent does. So there's a downside, the downside being you are, you know, children are born to manipulate you, and you are you know, torn by their unhappinesses, by their feelings, by their battles, by their desires, because you feel them as your own. On the other hand, if you've trained as an intuitive, you can do the same thing. You, you can remotely set a standard. And one thing that I always tell parents is that you can't say one thing to your child and think another because children are little intuitive organs and that's not good. They haven't formed egos yet. It's our job to help them form that very important I, those very important boundaries, those very important limitations. But you, you do that by really having resonance between what you are and what you express. Okay, and now I listen, think, you know, I, I, yeah. I understand that, but this is the key. 
I know a lot of people who've had traumatic histories make great intuitives, and you're one of them, and that's for another show. However, I like race cars, and people who have had traumatic histories do a lot of inner child work, which we're not going to get into. That's another show. So they develop race car brains, major intuitive brains. However, when wanting to buy a race car, your mother might say, that's too much car for you. And it's true. You're right. If you have a very intuitive brain, if it's not trained, it can be a nightmare if you have a kid, like what you just said. So Absolutely. You're right. If you keep them in your house. Because then you have a boundary problem. Right. And that's what happens. So you don't know when to boot them out because your intuition is unbridled. It's undisciplined. And a lot of people, when they're undisciplined, they need to go to boot camp. How did you train your brain? Or or let me ask you this. How do you help people who've had traumatic pasts or have difficult childhoods who then haven't trained their brain? How do you help them train their intuition so it doesn't bleed all over their environment to their children or otherwise? Well, the first thing I do, and of course, I will not train anyone less than 18 years old because our job as children is to learn what I call consensus reality and to build an ego. Then you can open back up that that intuition that's so present in early childhood, but not until then, not safely. So in boot camp, the first thing that I do is show everyone by having them experience it, putting them in situations where they experience their own intuition, where they see, oh, wow, I heard that thought. I checked it out because it's an evidence-based practice. You check out your information. I checked it out, and wow, I was actually hearing what that person was actually thinking. Or I checked out that I was feeling this from this person, and they were actually feeling that. So I so I, I start by having them validate what they knew but never really had the training um, or the habit of affirming, which is, this is really happening. This isn't just my feelings. This is really happening. I'm, and really, then sorry. I have I'm, that... I'm, really, I'm really sorry to interrupt you. I want to get all of this in because you have great things. So what you're doing is, if they have a double D temporal lobe, boot camp, like sending a kid to boot camp, what it does is it develops the frontal lobe. It helps structure, organize, and plan their intuition, bridle it and contain it, and like you, become more expert. However, how about the people who've had difficulty in their past and were very intuitive children and then have come full circle and found as parents that they have intuitive children or intuitive pets or whatever, and they don't know how to do that circle thing where they have now come full circle with traumatic past and caused them to have an anxiety and and, you know, a problem in a relationship that mixes with their intuition and that makes their past now create a present and they want a different future. How do you help them make that circle with intuition better? Well, intuition requires a target because otherwise it just picks up on everything. So I often, um, as you know, my specialty is telling the future is precognition. So I so I ask my students, and especially the parents, not what's, the pro- what's going on now, what's the problem now, but, but I want you to allow a sense 
of the child you hope to raise 20 years from now. Just and and what people get confused because because intuition is not creative visualization. You have a goal, you have a question, you have a target, and then you simply notice your perceptions. So I have them work backwards in a sense. They already know the person that they uh, that they intend for this child to become. And and I'm not speaking about a rigid. You know, you may want to have a doctor, but the kid may be an artist, but but they're already intuitive enough to, to, when guided to it, know who their child really is. So what I'm asking them to do is open themselves up to the best outcome. And then once they have the best outcome, it's not as hard to separate out because then you really do know. I am saying no because of this, which will lead to that, which will cause this. The other thing is the best way to raise a healthy child, and my child's healthy in spite of my lack of boundaries, but the best way to raise a healthy child is to work on your own health. And I have to say that from a very, you know that I have two siblings who suicided, and from a very early age, I looked around and I said, well, I love my family, they're mine, but something's wrong here. Let me look at who I want to be and then let me allow intuition to guide me to who's doing it right. And that's really the birth of self-help is that we may not have that pattern, but intuition, and it's a lot what you do with people's health, intuition will guide us to the, the mentors, the muses toward our well-being, whether they're books or practices or people. And, and so I was I did take some of the more positive things from my parenting to parent my son, but a lot of the way I parented was from knowing him, which you as intuitive parents do, knowing what my goal was, and then allowing intuition to give me that clarity, and it will. People forget to have clear and and intelligent goals, you know, not my child to be president. That's not an intelligent goal, especially not these days. I will tell you goals. that you missed yes. it. You missed my prompts, which is that I was saying on the Facebook pre-show, and they also had the um, Chippendales. They showed up today, and the June Tales dancers were last week. That I gave you a pitch. That I said, how do you go full circle? I was pitching you. From having a traumatic so childhood, <laughs> I know I was trying to help you. Full circle. I love you. From I'm you. unhelpable. Well, no, you aren't. Then I'm just going to fix this and fix this now, and then we're going to take a call. From having a traumatic childhood as a child to helping you have a children. But I also said in the pre-show that you don't have to have children, people, children, that in my astrology chart they said i would have a lot of children and i said that would be lovely given that i tied my tubes i've had many children they were books i've had seven of them this will be my seventh one you have another baby that's fabulous that has helped you come full circle of having a difficult childhood you forgot one person your mother committed suicide and that you've made yourself come full circle from what made you intuitive and had trauma in your life to coming full circle and in, 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 in making that, integrating that into your unique genius as a mother and mothering us into being intuitives ourselves. 
in addition to the boot camp, the book is, you don't have a, a, a baby called boot camp. You have a baby called a book called the circle. And in that, you actually have children, people, part of a network online all over the world. They're all your children. You help them, guide them through the circle on how to mother themselves on giving birth to their intuition, having a target, and mastering themselves in the past, the present, and the future. I just thought that this was a good day to point that out. Are you there? Did I lose you? Did you get disgusted and walk out for cookies? I lost her. Oh, my God. She'll come back. I'm We're going to go. You're on hold. Where are you? I'm Can on you hold. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, yes. Did you hear that whole thing about the circle? Yes. Okay. We're going to go to a, line, uh, a reading now, okay? Okay. Can you hear what... me? Yes, but not all. We'll go to, and this will get fixed during the break. The break is now in about 529. We're going to go to line one. Marianne? I'm Dr. Yes, Monica. hello. Hi, how are you? How can I be uh, of help? Mrs. Mary Ann, and she's 55. Um, Laura, can you hear her? I, yes. Good. Mary Ann, how can I help you? It's me, Mona, Dr. Mona Lisa, and um, apparently the studio, uh, Laura, has fixed the problem. Mary Ann, how can we be of help? Um, my issue I have is with an adult son. I have three children, but it's my eldest son. How old is um, he? And our relationship has... Um, kind of broken down our communication has broken down okay marianne let me tell you i'm going to snap to this real quick because i want laura to get a chance too because you get two 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 intuitives in one the first thing i see is it's different a lot of yourself were stir seeing self-esteem and self-image is based on being a mother and a lot of your skill in the world is mothering i have a hard time seeing another avocation and calling and somehow your son is growing up and out. And sometimes when we grow, we do things that aggravate our parents because apparently that's part of it. I didn't design this program, Marianne, but it's sometimes <laughs> how it happens that we sometimes go through a stage where we think we know everything and we're rude. There are terrible twos. There are terrible teens. They just don't write about it. And I think that that kind of, you're not used to that. And you want the old relationship. And your son, like needing new shoes and new jeans, needs a new style of relationship. Uh, Laura, what do you think? So, Marianne, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, so Marianne, this is what I think. I think Mona Lisa um, is being too nice about your son because I think about two years ago, your son began to get a little confused. He was so sure of himself in so many ways. And then two years ago, a little less than two years ago, he began to feel a little less sure. And he knows you love him. So his, he is projecting his discomfort onto you. Marianne, I got to tell you something. 
that's as close as you can be because he knows that you're not going to go away if he subtly feels his own power by making you feel less empowered with him. You are, I think, the very most important person in his life. And I think that this is going to pass. But one thing you might want to start doing, but in a very direct way, because he's being a little manipulative. And I understand when you're feeling powerless, you get a little manipulative and he'll find his way. May I ask how old he is, by the way? He is going to be 24. Okay. So, so you know, I think that that his he wasn't all that he thought he was because you raised him to really feel great about himself, which is a wonderful thing that you did. But now he's having to feel great about himself on his own in a different way, and he's kind of at a loss a little bit. And so he's punishing you because you're the person who loves him and who's there to punish. So my recommendation to you is you let him know that you love it. You know, when things come up, because he needles you, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's very, he's very smart. I like the way he manipulates. But, but the, what I would do is when things come up, I would say, you know, you're making me feel like X, and I'm going to give you that space and, and, and detach. Because I'll tell you something, it's the fact that you're so attached that allows him to behave badly. And you don't want him to carry that behavior into other relationships. Do you understand Mary what I'm saying? Yes. yes. Let's read your body. And Laura's going to chim in because we, Laura does know a lot about bodies, but she doesn't do it. She does mostly the boot camp. Because I'm not an MDPHD like you are. Mostly. Oh, I, I definitely need my you. body read. I know, but we're going to go, but she's gonna, you're going to see what she does with it. First of all, she knows a lot more about children because she has children like sons. I look at your head. I see a problem. Marianne, you're how old again? 55. 55. I see problems with storing fats and oils, meaning your body stores them too well. Yeah. I look at your neck. I see changes in range of motion. I see an increased susceptibility of problems with thyroid function, namely that your body has too much estrogen and the estrogen via body fat. The body fat makes your body have too much estrogen. And that, unfortunately, at times can block thyroid function. That's the work of John Lee. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. The excess estrogen, unfortunately, if you stay with the pain of the mothering, watching your son flounder at times, you're going to have heartache. And that can increase your chance toward brain, breast densities. I look at your left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, rectal areas. I see abdominal distension and bloating, what Chinese medicine calls rebellious qi which of course parallels your son's rebelliousness. I see abdominal distension and bloating and a change in bowel movement habits, a stiffness there. As a result of change in bowel movement, your bowel absorbs more fat. And of course, your that nearby adrenal gland, because you're hyperactive, responsible, you want your son to succeed. And of course, people have to fail before they succeed. He's stripping a little bit that that makes you angry. And then, of course, your cortisol, frustration goes to the nearby adrenal gland. You make too much cortisol, and that makes you, unfortunately, gain weight just by the stress of getting frustrated or angry. And that anger is a weightogenic emotion, which, of course, can make you tired and your joints ache. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, the only thing I can tell you is I have never had anybody say something so on point to me in my entire life. 
exactly what you said is exactly what's happening with me. I have a thyroid dysfunction. I have dense breasts. I've had several uh, mammograms and had to go back uh, for things of that nature. I have uh, abdominal issues. I graduated with my APRN in psychiatry, and my cortisol levels, I believe, due to that and the issues with my son at the same time, skyrocketed, and I put on approximately about 30 to 40 pounds in three years. we're going to come back to you. Okay, we're going to come back to you, but we're going to ask Laura. Now, Laura, and I would look up Laura Day's boot camp, Missy, Marianne. I say Missy affectionately because I don't know how you do what you do. We're going to go to the break at 528. I don't want to miss my cue. You're okay. Hold on. But you're going to look up Lori Day's boot camp because if you don't run, don't walk and get in that camp, I'm going to scream. Okay. And you don't want me screaming. The okay. second thing is you want to be part of her circle, which is a network all over the world. It's incredible. Okay. And um, she'll make you cry, laugh, and want to hit her, but then you can't not want to listen. Okay. I'm just okay. telling you that. She'll hit me afterwards. But Laura, what would you add? In the one minute before um, we go. Okay, ahead. I I thought that I agreed with everything you said. I thought that was really on point. The, but I'm going to say something that you're not going to like, Marianne. Okay. I, I, first of all, the things with your son are going to resolve. It's, your son's having a hard time with your son, not with you. So just remember that this is because he trusts and loves you, um, and because he knows you care and think he's the cat's meow, no matter what, no matter what, no, even when you complain. I think what you need to do is address diet immediately. I think not, don't wait. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, you check with your doctor, but you, you, you manage your own moving ahead with boundaries. You don't blame it on the thyroid issue. You don't blame it on anything. You, you absolutely call your doctor first thing in the morning, say, uh, I need a plan, and then stick to it absolutely without deviation. Because in a sense, a, going back to your original problem, you'll model that for your son. You'll model it, and he'll be able to do the same thing in his life. He, he will also see you taking control, and it will make him feel that he needs to respond to you in a different way, which I think will be very helpful for both of you. But also, I think that I think the weight is a huge, huge issue in so many ways we could spend two hours on it. Laura, let me ask you a question. Tomorrow. This is going to solve it. Yeah. This is going to solve it. Laura, you're a mother, right? That's fourth center. What's your career, Laura? I'm an intuitive. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a corporate intuitive. Okay. Marianne, you're yes. a mother? Yes. Wait for it. What's your career? I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Okay. Don't get them confused. Don't be a psychiatrist or a psychiatric nurse for your your son. Do you get it? Yes. That's what you're getting confused with. Oh, there's our music. You know what that means. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. We'll be back. Glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to intuitive problems with children. You have children like kids, you know, human kids, not goats, but kids. And then we've got people who have pets because, you know, they're their babies. People talk about raising plants. There are all kinds of types of children people have projects they call this is my baby and so on so we have been taking calls here at 816-251-3555 and we've learned that you were a child once and you were sensitive and now you have children and they may have some of the same issues if you want to know more about the solutions today's show you can get my book either awakening intuition the new feminine brain or my upcoming book Mystical Molecules. My great, wonderful guest today is Laura Day. She has a wonderful, wonderful class called The Boot Camp, but a wonderful book called The Circle, which we'll learn more about in a second. If you want to know more about readings, you can go to her website, Laura Day. Look up lauraday.com. I just dropped, but you, you look up Laura Day, you're going to find out about her. I think she was with the Pope. I think, you know, Lady Diana, you know, all these people, she's all these famous people around her. You just Google Laura Day and you'll find her website. There's all kinds of goodies there. They'll show you how you can get on a circle, a network all over the world, and so on. If you want to know more about me, you go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. Go to Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. There'll eventually be more social media with Dr. Mona Lisa 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, whatever. If you want a private reading, you can't get on the line today, go to www.drmonalisa.com or call 207-846-6475. And that was Laura Day laughing because I pay her. Every time she laughs at a joke, I give her $20 of unmarked bills in a, in a bag. However, she's in merry old England right now, so that means I have to give her pounds, British sterling pounds, or what they call affectionately, quid. Okay, we will go back to line one. Marianne, are you there? And I don't think she's there. I think she may have stepped out for a diet. Nope, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Oh, okay. <laughs> you heard me talk about the Diet Coke. Do you have any questions for us, Marianne, before we bid you adieu? My question would be... Um... If I think some of my issues, too, are my inability to communicate effectively because the things that you were describing prior to taking the call, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this whole call sounds like me. Okay, listen, um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, blah, 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 blah. Listen, from my perspective, you work too hard on communicating with your son. Yes. In your right brain, you have three circuits from my perspective and more. There's you, your dance space, your son's dance space, your child's dance space, problems with children, and there's the divine, the d divine. Yes. And as you get older, your child acquires more use of brain circuits. When they're babies, you donate the parts of the brain not online yet for him, okay? So they don't have the frontal executive function yet. They don't have this and that. And you know you provide those parts of the brain. But then as they get older, they learn to put the shut to the up. They learn to not touch everything in the market and things like that. And you can withdraw that. So you don't have to communicate every five seconds. Don't do that. Don't stare at that person. They And if they don't do that, then they have consequences that's called street cred they, they, or street love. 
they get consequences. They learn it without you, meaning they have a higher power and you ain't it. Third yes. center is about dependency and addiction. And nurses, 98% of all nurses, are first-degree relatives of someone with addiction, alcoholics. And so people either become an alcoholic, if they have a relative who has, or they become a nurse or a health caregiver <laughs> or yeah. a codependent. Who in your family has addiction? Uh, my mother had issues with uh, addiction. My mother had issues also with mental illness. Okay, there you go. I have no more questions for this witness. I am so sorry. <laughs> Thank and my you. family did and Laura's family did and so are the days of our lives. And the point of this is then we become helpers and hyperintuitives, which means yeah. we have a hyperactive responsibility gland and we have digestive or weight issues in both. I was called the heavy one, chunky or whatever. And Laura, did she, Laura, if she stands sideways, she looks like a tongue depressor. She's very thin. <laughs> My point is... Thank you so much. You want, so complimentary. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is this, Mary. You don't need yes. to work on your communication with your son. I agree. You need to work, I've been trying to interrupt you to say. Good. You need to work with the divine and knowing he has a higher power and you ain't it. Thank you. I appreciate that because I do. I and pray for I him want, every night. Go ahead, Laura. I want to add something. Yes. I, I, I agree um, that you don't need to. I don't think it's an issue of communication. I think it's an issue of your feeling that you actually have a right to communicate how you feel. So it comes out kind of murky in a way that then, even though what you're saying is true, he, he makes you feel wrong. I think it's really, really important for you to just say what you mean, followed by, I love you very much, and this is, this is, you know, this is how I feel. And I'm going to go do something else now because I just, I think you're not, you're questioning yourself so much. You're not giving your, yourself a chance to see that this young man is very, very attached, devoted, loves you. He's feeling aggressive in this moment because he's having a struggle becoming who he's becoming and you're a safe person. So congratulate yourself for that and set some more appropriate boundaries. Thank okay. you. Good luck. You take it easy. Go forth and be brilliant. Continue on the winning ways. Okay, Marianne? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We, you have just gotten the Mona Lisa and Laura Day uh, examination. We will go to line two, Maria, 46. How can we be of help? Hi, thank you so much. I'm trying to help my family member out with her son who is 14. Wait a minute, wait a minute, back, back it up. Wait a minute now. This is a little bit more complicated. Maria, you are 46. Yeah. And who is this about? My cousin. So you have a cousin. And she has a child. Yeah, my cousin's child, my other. So my Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So your aunt or uncle? Which one is it? My uncle. Your uncle. I just want you to see this. Okay. Your mother or father's son or brother? My mother's brother. Okay, your mother's brother. First child. Once or twice removed. I'm being fresh. Your mother's brother, you know where I'm going with this. 
Your mother's brother has a son? My brother's brother has a daughter and her second child. Your mother's brother, who's your uncle, has a second child, and that's a daughter, right? No. His eldest daughter has a her, her second child. Her middle child, her son, her middle child is a boy. He's 14, 15 years old. Okay. Acting I'm very. see this. Okay, let's just go this way. Okay. Maria, Maria, who do you live with? Two, um, two family Wait, members. Okay. When I look at you, I see someone who you live with, who's not really good at communicating. When they talk. They have a difficult time. You have a great way of seeing someone in their high, highest potential and putting a blind eye to their difficult side. You, you, you are great at setting aside your needs and sacrificing yourself for other people's needs. So much that you carry responsibility for them. The problem is you nurture this person in the developmentally inappropriate way, and you don't realize it, you get along with people better than they do. So you kind of run interference. What do you do for a living, Maria? I am trying to deal with my health. I was in events for a little while, but I've been having health okay, issues. Okay, you were in events for a while. Yeah, and a while. What are both of the people that you live with above the age of 18? Yes. Do they both work? Yes. Does one of them have trouble getting along with people? With me. Thank you. They have trouble getting along with you. How with long have you both. lived? How, wait a minute. They have trouble getting along with you. Mm-hmm. Do they have trouble getting along with other people as well? Um, just, say, just say yes. No. No, they don't no. have trouble. No. They don't. Not really. Not that I know. Okay. Because they respect. Because <laughs> they what? They respect other people more. They respect other people more. And they get along okay. with them better. But they're they not as better. out. They don't treat, they treat other people better than they treat you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's different. Do you understand that? So they could treat other people crappy. They just treat you worse. Mm. Okay. My point is, is that you have somebody near you who seems angry Mm -hmm. and difficult to deal with. Mary. And your body has trouble with that. Yeah. And to stay with them, you set aside your needs and sacrifice yourself. Let's go to the child of the mother's brother, twice removed, cousin, child. (laughs) What is that person's problem now? What is their mood like? They are what? He is very combative, very angry. They're angry and combative. Okay, they're angry and combative. And the person I'm describing that you live with is what? Combative. And? Angry. Thank you. Laura, do you have any uh, anything to add there? <laughs> oh my goodness, I think that there there is too much here to really. I think the child is actually reacting more to a sibling 
Um, but I, I think that really the important person here is the woman we're speaking to. And Thank I you. think that, the, no, really, and I think it's really important that you, you're, you say this person gets along with other people. To me, when I look at this person, and I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not making a psychiatric judgment, but I would call this person a narcissist. So this person gets along yeah. with people that this person needs to get along with to feel good about themselves. Um, and, but, but, but your vulnerability brings out the cruelty in this person. And mm-hmm. I think that, that, um, Can I hear an so, amen? I just heard an amen in the audience. Keep going. <laughs> and, um, and, and I, I think that part of the problem is that you're dependent here and you've gotten locked into a dance. So here's what, forget the whatever's kid. I think because, because I think, I think that this person makes you feel like a bad person and you're a good person. I can go inside you. You're a good person. You've had half a decade of hit, 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 hit. The fact that you're still standing for me says you are strong you are capable, but you are locked in the dance right now with a narcissist and with someone passive beside that narcissist, which is even more crazy making. Let's so go one of the her, things, let's go through her, let's go through her body and we'll go through okay. the solution. No, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I look at your head. This seems to be like a vice around your head. I can't figure out if it's muscle tension from your neck going around your head like a band-like position. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. Again, again, like that band-like vice. I look at your heart. At times, I wonder whether your heart skips a beat, adds a beat. I can't figure out if this happens in crowds, closed in spaces, but now it happens inside as well. If someone near you is angry, you get very anxious, and you'll do whatever you can to avoid a conflict or just make someone stop, stop, stop. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder whether food has a hard time emptying your stomach and you have waves of an upset feeling, nausea. I wonder if you have body image issues. I wonder whether you emphasize a certain trait that you have and it's exaggerated, whether it's your nose, your face, your hips, or something. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix, if you still have them. You have problems with libido. Something happened as a child, affected, and that, again, as a uh, teenager, that affects your sex, sexual capacity. Somebody coerced you. And then if someone pushes you, you'll just go along with it. As a result, you have pain in your pelvis, in your lower bowel. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I wonder if you have tightness in your joints where your muscles, especially in your lower joints. I wonder if you've had an old injury. But I wonder if someone's hit you. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, okay, you hit on some really sensitive stuff that we've never brought up before. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, 
I have uh, stomach issues with leaky gut and inflammation, and so I have to. I'm trying. To, I'm having difficulty finding what to treat. Um, so, so you have stomach why, issues. Wait a minute. You have stomach issues. Okay. Yeah. Is it I above try, your belly? Is it above your belly button or below it? Above. Okay. Um, I tried slippery elm and marshmallow root, but the new ones I bought aren't causing me pain. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Do you have reproductive problems? Women's issues? I have cysts and... Cysts. Yeah, I have cysts. The work Um, of Gloria Bachman shows that people who have those kinds of problems and a lot of digestive issues have had a history of childhood trauma, then again, teenage trauma. Were you coerced in something? Did that happen? I um, don't recall teenage. But you occur, you recall it as a child. Yeah, something did. Mm-hmm. That makes you, if you're genetically predisposed, to have a kind of anxiety that then you'll pick someone who looks like they're uber-confident, like what she calls a narcissist, because they look like they have everything under control. And then they, when you get involved with them, they end up being controlling. They get more confident and they're aggressive. And then you feel weaker. Their self-esteem goes up and yours goes down. Narcissism is third chakra. It has to do with self-esteem. Theirs is inflated narcissism and yours was trashed. The longer you're in a relationship with this person, they beat you emotionally into submission. So your abused self-esteem from childhood goes even lower. Digestive problems are in third chakra and they get worse. Marshmallow root won't begin to touch this. It's like if someone were allergic to wheat, taking a daily shower of wheat every day He's your wheat. Laura, what do you have to add? I I think that right now, because I don't I don't get a sense intuitively that you're able to change the actual structure of your situation right now, although I think it's going to you may be able to sooner than you think. But my real advice to you is to focus not just on what's going on with your health. But focus on your hobbies, focus on things outside of that whole dynamic, focus on even if it's, you know, helping someone in their, in their store with ideas, you know, a, a, a cool shop. I just think you need to put as much air between you and, frankly, both of these people um, as you can in, and, and what you're going to find is that all of that, because I think in your 20s, you, you, you kind of popped in a great way, and then you crashed. And I think that you're going to pop again if you put a little air between them. Now, you can't do what's impossible. It's impossible right now for you to just end the situation. But what is possible is for you to focus more on things in your life and do it 
quietly because that won't be appreciated. Oh, well, if you can do that, why don't you do this? I mean, do it. Mm-hmm. Be covert. Mm-hmm. Be, co- be covert because you're saving your own life and you have forgotten what a rock star you can be. But I know I can feel going down your spine, in your body, that you remember what it was to feel good. You have felt good despite your early experiences. And you will feel good again if you interact outside the dynamic of the illness and outside the dynamic of the household, even in small ways. So your homework is every day to do three things. One, that's really physically outside if you can, like sit at a cafe, say hello to somebody. One, that's some kind of dynamic creative project, and one where you offer your expertise to somebody. Those are your three things every day, even in a tiny way, because I think that's going to lead, that's going to lead you out. That's going to be your breadcrumb path without having to confront this. Some things and behaviors and people are undigestible. And by the way, you're very important to 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 the to the male uh, in a way that it, that 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 you don't realize you know you, you're the, the 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 abusive dynamic is important and and of course you represent the weakness that he sees in himself Maria let me ask you a question it's actually my sisters there's two sisters oh there are two sisters wow one feels so mad it, it feels so much to me She's like, like one is the boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not, like, one is the, like one is the boss and one is passive. But really, I'm, I, was, I when I'm in you, I'm as angry at the passive one because the passive one lets the other one be, you know, be in control. They're complicit. Mm-hmm. What is your, why are you so close to your uncle? Why am I close to my uncle? Um, he's the only brother that my mom maintained contact with um, in Europe. Why? Um, she had a falling out where she was betrayed by one sibling and the other one, there was also another um, issue. So the person Similar. who is volatile and, for lack of a better word, aggressive that you're living with, Mm-hmm is similar to some of your mother's siblings who she's had arguments with. Is that correct? The reason Um, why I say this, you may not have realized this, in families like this, there's genetic types of brains. mm -hmm. There's some that are irritable and aggressive and dominating. And then similarly, there are their, that's the heads. And then there are tails there's ones that are anxious, phobic, and more submissive. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, almost like it's genetic. It's dopamine is aggressive, and the anxiety is GABA. And it's clear that you might have gotten the anxiety one, and your mother did. And it's clear that the ones that your mother stopped talking to were the aggressive ones. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it skips a generation. And getting back to the topic of today's show, intuitive problems with children, sometimes a mother will be, for lack of a better word, mean, and you, the child, will be very sensitive and intuitive, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll end up having a child who's mean. <laughs> And you won't know, I'm going to ask Laura about that, you won't know how to handle that child, you'll be overly indulgent. Do you understand? And you can't leave your, you might have left your mother and not stay, you won't want to see her because she's mean, but then of course you will unfortunately genetically have someone like her or you might marry someone who's mean because that's kind of how it happens. Lord, How old are you now? I just, I'm 46 now. The reason why I say that is because you're interested in that relative's children who mm-hmm. are angry. And I don't just think you're projecting it because of your sister. I think there are two things that happen in your family. There are people who are aggressive and there are people who are anxious. And I think through that relative's child, you're trying to figure out in your mind how to handle that kind of brain. Mm-hmm. So you can handle your sister who you live with. I would suggest you go, you get, look up something called D as in dog, B as in boy, T as in tomahawk, DBT. It's the kind of cognitive behavioral therapy based on Tibetan Buddhism and mindfulness that will help you learn how to work your intuitive brain that often tends to be anxious. It will help you with your health that just happens to be connected with that brain. I would also look up Lord Day's circle. It will help you master your emotions but i would specifically look up dbt it's used for people who have had ptsd trauma medication resistant anxiety but it's also used for people with borderline personality disorder and a variety of other personality disorders but also children of people with personality disorders and it feels like people in your family there's some mood problems there that your mother has stayed away from okay i want to good luck I want to thank you. Thank you all so much for your time. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa and Laura Day. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.